Welcome to Relaunch Live Podcast. Relaunch Live Podcast. Talking all things real estate, the strategies that build it, and sharing their own life-changing growth plans. They are two of the most dynamic people in the business with one common goal. To make you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Welcome to the Relaunch Live Podcast with your hosts, Veronica Figueroa and Jeff Lobb. All right, here we are, Relaunch Live Podcast. Super excited to be here. I'm Jeff Lobb, and this is definitely not Veronica today. Um, <laughs> she's with us, uh, our co-host today, but super excited to have Eric Perez with us today. Eric, welcome. What's up, welcome Jeff? Thanks for having me. That yeah, intro had me fired up. I'm like, I know, man. It's good stuff, host, right? Jeff and Veronica, I'm like, oh, they're going to be upset when they see me. I'll tell you <laughs> that. They will not be not when they get done hearing what we got to talk about, though, man. That's it's all about the it's content, hopefully. the value, right? Making you rethink, reimagine, right? There's a lot of rethinking. So, uh, for those who don't know, Eric is the chief operating officer of the Fig Team. Um, has his hands in everything from leads and listings to all the strategies and systems that are being used. And we're going to break it down today a little bit so we can kind of give away those really good ideas that are going to make people some money, get them to rethink what they're doing in their business, right? So, so cool, man. Um, so last week, um, we talked a lot about when Veronica was on, we were breaking down stuff with, um, you know, the listing strategy, having the iBuyer kind of model, the, um, the uh, acquisition type thing where you generate the leads that way. And we kind of broke that down. And not everyone in the universe has like an acquisition team or that iBuyer right. home cash offer thing. So super great idea. But let's talk about couple things. If I don't have that, what are some other strategies we could break down to find inventory in this business right now? And what are some things you guys are seeing and doing? Yeah, I mean, it goes, uh, you know, once again, Jeff, thanks for having me on. But it goes again to, to what you were saying that everybody has the same ability to, to provide that same value to the consumer, you know, to gather those listings or to even start that, that entry of the funnel, right? Because even though we start a lot of cash offer, we can buy your house. It's less than 10% that actually goes through because, you know, there's a discount to offer in a lot of ways. So right. how do you take that? How do you steer that conversation or how do you take that conversation and make it worthwhile for a solo agent? Right. And, and there is some tools that a solo agent can use. And I'll even name drop a few here. Now that we thought about it, you know, like we, we used the platform called Zudelio for a long time before we actually got um, our own money to buy. Why? Because Zudelio is a front end consumer facing product where the back ends connected to multiple i buyers open door even zillow things like that and you can whitelist it and brand it for yourself so like hey oh i don't have the money right to buy your house but let me give you you know the front end piece of this that's going to allow you to submit your submit your um you know address get a few cash offers and at the same time it's going to present my traditional offer as well right and so when you're going through it so i mean we use that before we had money right any age you can sign up for that couple hundred bucks a month. But I think uh, um, what should really be be thought about is the basics. One thing we went away from so much and it's like, cause we, we got, we got in bed with Zillow and other things like that, or things were handed to us. We just had to worry about having that great 65 to 72nd beginning of a conversation to, to see if we can convert them or not was like, what do we stop doing that we had to restart doing to gather business? 
right? right. Just right. listed, just sold mailers. If anybody would have told you that, Figaro team wasn't doing that for the last, you know, 18 months or 19 months. It's like, well, now that that internet generation funnel is coming down, it's slowing down, and we're not getting those leads that we were, you got to go back to the basics, right? And being consistent. And that's, that's right. really what it turns out to be, you know, like seven to eight months of consistency is when you'll see results. So, um, yeah. All right, so two things I want to break down real quick because I, I like to, so yeah. I want to make sure people heard the word because um, I'm sure we're going to get asked afterwards. Zudelio was the platform. Yeah. Fortunately, I had the pleasure of like I've known. So Kayla, I think it's Laos, Laos. Um, she's the CEO. I always mispronounce her last name, but she's a yep. sweetheart. I met her at Inman. She's the best. Not yep. that long ago. She, we were literally getting ready to go back in the green room to do some talking stuff. She's heading to the green room. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? What are you talking about? She's like, oh, my God, you didn't hear the company we created? I'm like, she's like, no, we created Zudelio. I'm like, tell me about it. Let's go. And it was awesome. Yeah. Like they were just kicking it off at Inman. Um, and you guys have yep. used them for a bit because that's a good launching pad. For those like who don't have a whole system of I buy your stuff to get the leads. Well, it's it's white labeled. So you know what we did, Jeff? We blended our own cash offer in there with acquisition. So now what are you giving the consumer? You're giving them three institutional offers, is what I call them, because you know, right. open door, Zillow, they all get their money from this. It's all institutional funding, right? right. It's all Wall Street money. So and then you're also putting your own cash offer in there, and then you're also offering your listing, like what that means to them. Yeah. And then typically, what does the consumer want? The most bang for their buck. So when they go, oh, I can net this much, Trish, taking it to the traditional market, 90% of them that are willing to sell their house go that route. 10% is the capture on, on the iBuyer. So you just need to be, it's all presentation. It's the psychology of the present, right? What are you doing here in the present to give them those options? So that's what it comes down to. And you don't need to have institutional funding like we have now to do it. We just got to that point because we got to that point, right? It was just a constant grind, constant grind. But we, we leverage other right? things in the meantime. Yeah, you have to. You got to start. No one has like just everyone that goes, oh, you know, you guys have such a big system. Everyone started with one thing. Like you started here and then you built it to there. So if you're a new agent and you're or you're a new team and you're trying to figure this stuff out, understand everyone starts at zero and works their way up. So this is a good grassroots to say, hey, Zudelio might be an option. But then again, you said your postcard marketing. How many times before you see traction? Say that again. How many times you got to mail seven, it? Seven to nine, seven to nine months, like of consistency, yeah. like of like, like honestly, that's got to be budgeted and beginning of the year or being, oh, however you do it, right? So if you're a single agent, you can do your budgeting models a lot easier. But for us, it's like every quarter, here's our budget. We're going to spend this much and we're going to consistently mail it, you know, at this rate. And then, um, yeah, and then you won't see anything till seven months. Like you're just going to just, just let's be honest if you do, but it's the experience, right? You can not only do mailers, you got to do open houses because when that neighbor down the street is looking at that listing, they see the sign. Now they've seen that you're able to market and bring traction to the house. Now they right. see, you know, 20, 15 days later, there's a pending, you know, rider on there. It's the whole omnipresence of the experience and that, you know, it, you do. do just listed, you know, open houses. It's a process that you need to do that's in the consumer, you know, or the their potential consumer and experience that they can see from the outside looking in. And they go, oh, if I sell my house, I want to feel that way too. I want them to put on this whole, you know, grand opening or open house type of thing there. So let's let's talk about something that I've been I know I've been talking a lot about and I'd love to pick your brain on too. I think we could both share on this one is um let's talk about the word exploiting the market. And I hate to use the word exploit. It sounds like a bad word, but what's happening is I see most agents making the biggest mistake. They get, they finally get the golden listing. It's a cool property. You know, you're going to have 10 offers, 15 offers. 
they get so focused on just getting it in the MLS. They, they barely get some marketing going. And then the offers come in. They're juggling offers. It's under contract. They move forward. And now they're chasing another golden opportunity. And yet, Aaron, you know, they missed the window of the marketing they should have done for that one listing to win more listings, <laughs> right? 100%. They, they miss it more than you know. Like, we had to come so – like, even on the team at, at scale, we had to come down our teams like, hey, listing goes live on Thursday, no offers being reviewed till Monday. So we have to because although it's like, oh, well, my seller, this and that, you're missing the boat on multiple buyers, like so many active buyers. who, If they're willing to walk into the door of a house, they're farther down the funnel than someone who's clicking online, period. They take the time out of the day. They got in their car. They're going. They're showing up. That is a that is a much more high intent buyer than traditional one that you, it's so it's ironic to me that agents won't go through that process of making sure they're able to generate buyers, but they'll spend seven ten thousand dollars a month on Zillow. Like it blows right. my mind. It blows my mind. So I yeah. So I always go like you can generate buyers from it from a team perspective. You can generate agent leads. And I was talking to you about this Jeff earlier today when we had a conversation. It's like you don't understand. Like if you got someone calling on an MLS inquiring on that property. Get their name, build a relationship, get their phone number, get their information, figure out what they are, what they're about, because that's a really good agent. And if you're looking to build a team or want to build a relationship and build some sort of camaraderie in your community, that's where you go. Someone who's actively trying to show somebody a house, you know, that's right. your number one agent lead. So, you know, squeeze that listing, baby. Squeeze it's a conversation, it. it's a conversation we could talk yeah. about next about maybe even from a recruiting strategy. Yeah. Um, but let's finish the exploiting part because. So let's say I heard you say like you, you put it in on Thursday, no showings till whatever Monday. And in some markets, yep. we understand a lot of markets have different rules. Some allow coming soon, yep. some don't. So take this with a grain. Some people might argue, well, Eric, is that really good for the seller? Is that really stalling? Yeah, sometimes it is because if you give the seller three or four days to get more offers and more people in, you're going to generate and generate a higher opportunity. Here's where I think the agent needs to think. The agent needs to A, like you said, if you could put it in on a Thursday and either no showings or coming soon, get yourself four days. A, mm -hmm. ready to get signs in the ground. B, run some Facebook ads. Your coming soon is happening because even if you found five people that took that Facebook ad and shared it with their friends buying a house, if you took in some leads mm -hmm. from that, give you a chance to prospect and do some circle prospecting. Give you a chance mm -hmm. to do the stuff that's going to get you the, the wow factor of this listing. And then, of course, you need to do the open house. And if you don't want to do it from a team leader, get someone to do the open house. Because even if you picked up three new people from that, it's three new people you had versus just getting it under contract and leaving. So, yeah. I mean, so, and there's one big thing too market your own database with that listing. Market okay, your yeah. own database first. Because I don't know, like I said, I don't know MLS rules. I know, I don't know if you're able to, like, under the same team leader or whatever you're. You know, structure is if you can be the buy and sell in the house. We can in Florida. We can represent in, both in sides. Most, mar I mean, most markets, you'd be dual agent or, yes, you could do it yeah. in most markets. So, so when you're doing it, why not market your own? You're, like, market your own database. That should be your first, like, step, truthfully. Like, before you spend on Facebook leads to gather the unknown, gather what yeah. you know and put it internally, you know. So that's another component I wanted you to, you know, touch on at least. Yeah. So I think probably, like, six or seven things to, to – create new opportunities with each one listing, one listing to create more leverage to get more people, right? Because we know you're going to get more offers. You're not going to get that. But so let's transition. You just talked about something kind of cool. So when, when, so someone calls into one of your listings, maybe a name we know or don't know, an agent, they want to show the property. Yeah. 
you're taking their names, but in the database or having them in your database. And mm -hmm. what? How are you using that? What's it? What's the so? Strategy? Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. So I so it's um you know from a team perspective, one thing that you always want to do when you're growing is bringing in that new opportunities, like bringing in those new agents to develop them, right? And and continuously doing so, you always got to keep on recruiting, right? We're coached by Chet Black, so oh, we're always recruiting. You know what I mean? We have yep. to be. And um, and not saying that all you do is stay in recruiting because you know we can talk about that all day. But going forward to what you said is that when you're doing that from a team perspective, you're traditionally picking up new agents and trying to show your value proposition to people who've never sold real estate, who's literally never never sold real estate. You know, so the way you're getting them in is a little flashy, relationship building, things like that. But at the reality of it, if you know you can give value to an individual, especially someone who has the right some of the right habits and work ethic, why not someone who's currently showing a house? That's what my mindset was. It was like, do I want to keep going to schools and chasing these brand new agents or someone who's actually already working? And I can say, hey, let me pour into you. And because I know you have most of the good habits already, you're going to explode and it's going to work better for both of us as a partnership, right? So basically we devised a system, right? And I'll just talk about conceptually, not exactly what is done, but conceptually somebody calls in, right? To inquire on a listing. They speak to an individual, whether it's a listing agent or we have an agent, agent care specialist, takes their information down, right? Name, phone number, email, and that goes into our database. We use that information, we store it for long periods of times, and then we make an intentional email, email marketing database for recruitment purposes, right? Which is value adds. Don't just say, hey, come join my team, look how good it is. It's like, hey, this is why you should list what you should not take any showings till Monday. This is why you should market your listings this way. This is why you should do this with your buyers. Like value adds, like give them value consistently throughout the email marketing. And then when they do wanna make a change, cause nobody's always happy, this is just what it is, right? Especially during the new year when people are making a switch right now is the time that you put your, you know, your pedigree on. Anyway, they're going to call you. Yeah. Why? Number one, you had market share because you had the listing. Yeah. Number two, you took their information down and you're giving them value without them asking for it. And yep. number three, they don't know where to go next. 90% right. of the time. So the time. you take, yeah, most of the time. I tell you, I started doing this about, uh, you know, we have a, a large team, but just if you want to look at for scale purposes, we did this about 10, 11 months. My agent pond, my agent database and my CRM is like north of 700 people now. And we just launched our first email campaign, effective, and and you know I can get details with that. I think I'm actually doing a mastermind with Veronica on that, so we can talk about like the technologies used and all that. But uh, we had over 50% open rate. We had, uh, um, I think it was, I think it was a 10% click through rate. So that's about 70 people click through. We had 12 people start our online interview process and six people complete it. So we had six agents that came through that single, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like awesome. Cause now we bring them to the onboarding process and these are people that were already selling real estate. So, right. yeah. So what happens and it happened to us in October, November class for onboarding for those people are now like they're slowly creeping up the list. Cause we just gave them the little bit of support they really needed from a team perspective, but it all started sure. with the conversation because they were showing houses and we know they were selling real estate. So that's kind of how it worked, you know, and how can we help you sell more real estate? Are you doing anything other than email marketing to that group? Is there any type of social? Uh, we growth? also, yes, it's the same thing. So you would load, you would load that same list or that same data you connected to whatever social media tool you're using. We just use Facebook Ad Manager, and you would yep. blast a similar recruiting style um, social media post to them. So they're seeing it on social and they're seeing it on their inbox as well. 
and you know, and then um, and then we're trying to couple it now because now we do have a recruiter. We can see the people who are engaging with both. We're going to start the warm calls and the warm follow-ups and just the, hey, how are you? You know, we know you inquired on this house. Sorry, you didn't get the house or maybe you did get the house. You know, can can I – and the easiest way to get the email, and I'll tell you now because we're trying to – it's like, well, I'm going to give you information. We want to send you our next upcoming listings. Yeah. We want to give you more information. So it's easy. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, you know, I got this buyer. I'm going to show – I got more buyers. So, Yeah. As well. That's a great tip. So yeah, if you're on our list, well, if any new listings that come on, you'll get them first from us. Um, yeah, so you get a first dip. That's a great. That's a great value. Um, so here's so the execution was this: you get their name, you get their information, you get their email because you'll put them on a list. They'll get email yep. marketing from you, but also you're going to upload them into let's say Facebook as a custom yep. audience. Custom audience. Yep. Now they're going to see retargeted ads for you and your team, kind of quite consistently now, and they're going to be like, "What the heck? I just..." I just because you know sometimes you get retargeted. Omnipresence. Yeah, it's like wait, I just talked to these guys. Now I'm seeing their stuff. Like they're thinking, like what? What just happened, right? Why am I seeing their stuff now? It's a smart play because guess what? Top of mind, consistency. Wow, if they're doing this kind of marketing, I know I don't get this kind of marketing in my own brokerage. It's huge. So it's a it's it's a simple thing, but it's a good execution. And and Jeff, sometimes with the social media. Uh, like the, the blast we do for the retargeting efforts, it is just a new listing. Yeah. And although we're typically like, hey, let's show this to consumers, why not show it to agents too? You know, because yeah. you're reinforcing that same model of like they're going to inquire on the listing. You're literally rebuilding that funnel and they come to the top, they go through it, they come back through, they come back through. And you just need to be there for them when they do want to make a change at the end of the day, you know? So, yeah, yeah, of course. And you, t- you talk about getting such a big open rate, um, like 50% open rate. Mm hmm. I mean, I don't know if, it, if you remember it or anything, but do you remember what kind of like content or message that was that got that kind of over you think about I, it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll literally look at it right now. I'll just pull it up in two <laughs> seconds. We use, we use MailChimp. MailChimp? No, I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, we use MailChimp and, and the open rate might have went down a little bit because this is now a couple of weeks that we ran it. So let's just see where we're at right now. But it was literally – um. Oh, come on now. It was literally just, uh, it was like a new year. I think it was like new year, new me type of thing. I think something like that. Like, oh, here it is right here. Audiences create beautiful right here. Yeah, it was literally just a campaign that said, what was it? We want you to, we want you. That's all it said. It was a recruitment campaign. It said, we want you on the title. And then it said uh, a little bit about the fake team. Um, you know, we want you to join our award ring team. If you have desires to start your dream career, call to action. And then it has a little things here, like surround yourself with industry leaders, propel your real estate business, commit to continual work and becoming your best self. Like personal development is what we preach here. And we're looking for you. And we had three call to actions throughout the email. And uh, we do a little bit different through a recruiting funnel. But yeah, that's basically what it was. I'll, I'll send a detail if anybody wants that. Let me know. I'll, I'll send them a little tip of that. No you know what I love? Cause I know we're working um, with the team on the, the, the newer platform. We have that Coach 2 thing. That could be a good call to action, too, if you want to join some of our coaching platforms as a draw and attaching them with the Coach 52. We can just yeah, on that. 100%. And I mean, and one thing that MailChimp has now, if any of you like nerdy people like me are out there, they do customer journeys now. So customer journeys allow you to, and it's not something new, but now they have engagement tags. So depending on how they engage with your campaigns, you can actually retag these people in the database. So, you know, I have them high intent, low intent tags, depending on their activity. So anybody that comes back to high intent, you remark, we retarget them first again. 
you know, okay. and then you just keep those ones there. Yeah. And that that's how we're kind of running the process now. And we're going to, we actually do it for agent recruitment, buyer and seller funnels. So any lead that comes to our database, we do long-term journeys, all done at this point. All right. So let's, let's clarify that a second. Cause that I know, like yeah. I heard you, I want to break that down. So when a MailChimp email, for those who don't know MailChimp or may want to now start using MailChimp for these features. <laughs> so when, when MailChimp goes out, right, it shows you the open rate, right? It'll show you opens, yep. right? But what are the data? Yep. Does it just show you opens? What else does it show you? You can, oh, the data, I'll tell you right here. Uh, open rates, click-through rates. Um, pull this bad boy up right here. Open rates, click per unique, meaning like one person clicking, total clicks, uh, success deliveries, total opens. Um, if you're selling stuff throughout it, obviously we're agents, we're not selling stuff throughout it, but right. uh, orders, average revenue per order, total revenue. Yeah, just like things of that nature. Uh, it has all, and then they also do, um, I, it's really cool, click map. And it's called, a, it's like a heat map. It shows you your, yeah. what you have there. It shows you where people are clicking the most. So you know where your most distinct call to action should be. And what we learned is that people click top yeah. CTA, bottom CTA, top most, bottom, second most, middle, third most. So how do they read an email? Top, bottom, middle. Yeah. Top, bottom, yeah. middle. So make sure when you're delivering your, yeah, when you're delivering your content. And then I find myself doing that all the time. I'm like, no one does that. I find myself doing that all the time. I'm like, wow. Okay. It's because you're on a mobile device. You know, 89% of people are on a mobile device. So you're just scrolling. Top, bottom, middle. You want to see what the, you know, and then very, very seldomly do you go halfway through an email and click it. You either start it and click it, go all the way down and read it, then click it. Very seldom is the middle piece. So your big CTA is going to be top and bottom for sure. Top, top first, bottom second. That's, yeah, that's a good yeah. tip. So, so when you get that, so when the email goes out, they've clicked on stuff, done stuff. Now, how do these tags apply to where do you have to tag it yourself or does it kind of put tags? No, in the journey, in the journey, in the journey, you can set like as many emails as you want. So like, let's say your first email you get is, you know, a little info about the Figueroa team. Second email you get is a is a value add. That's what we call it. Called no no call to action value add. It's like why you always do open houses, right? Then the third email, fourth email, fifth email, and then you can put a segment in there, right? That is like if this, if that. But the action I have is if this person has engaged in any of the last five campaigns, tag high intent. If they haven't, tag low intent and take them through this different funnel where basically they'd get dripped on less because I don't want to get unsubscribed. So right. MailChimp has got funnel creation and tagging creation. Oh, though. Hunter. Right. See, I don't think people 100%. think of MailChimp as that kind of level. They see it as an email platform, but think about the beauty of that. And you could set it even higher. Like if they've clicked on three, yep. then tag them high intent and repair. Like, so that's it. It's yep. filtering it for you based on in, in, you know, getting uh, engagement and who has the Correct. best ability to, to have conversation with. Um, that's a magical thing to do, and it's not hard to set up um, with MailChimp. No, so that's I, I I had no experience in it. The, I'm not a creative, so like my biggest thing was like, okay, I got the structure through. Like, what's the content I put? You know, and then that's where I basically say, hey, we should do this, this, and that. And then my obviously my tremendous marketing team will go and do that, and then we'll just upload that and have it going forward. Yeah, and it's something you should be doing for agent recruitment buyers sellers like always put your put your omnipresent put your brand out there yourself out there as much as possible well think about this too think about if you're mailing you know emailing your past clients or your coi and stuff like that too what their clicks and open rates are or are not could also define you know if they're where it goes or not and where it goes yeah 
Yeah, you don't want to email the same at the same frequency or even like take out take out the word email. You don't want to message to market the same frequency as someone who actually cares and someone who doesn't. Right. Because this is how you get yourself un unsubscribed very quickly. And that's how you're losing traction. So all the work you did beforehand just goes to waste. And now you cannot legally, you cannot keep emailing them. They have said, we do not exactly. want to get message to you anymore. So you need to be very careful. Like I don't even start emailing my past clients to almost uh, 60 to 90 days after they close. And yeah. it's, and it, everything is just like, Hey, I hope you're enjoying your home. Here's some tips that you can do for house improvement to raise your house value. Everything is value, value, value. You don't want to come here and be like, Hey, let me know when you want to sell your house again. They're like, I just got here. Yeah, you know? Here. So like you got to make sure your yeah your message to market matches and makes a lot of sense yeah so for you know time purposes i know we're crunched it's tough to talk in 30 minutes we could probably talk for hours um yeah but let's talk call me after tech, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. is there any text or, or video in some of this as well um whether we're targeting people are you guys leveraging either of those platforms um in your which, messaging? which platforms sorry text or video in anything okay so we do we do we do text as well but it's almost, it's very weird because like we run a pretty robust ISA department. So like they're responsible for calls and texts to the consumer, right? Yep. But then the marketing team is responsible for the, the overall presence, which is the brand look, the email marketing, the social media marketing that ISAs aren't a part of. Now, when I told you these high intent and low intent tags, you know who that's identifying what to do to? The ISA department. Okay. When they're high intent. From a consumer standpoint, right? They take away agent recruitment out of the way. But from yep. that's why we want to get a recruiter to make these calls. But from a consumer standpoint, if they're high intent, that's who the ISA should be calling because they know who you are. Right. And they've right. seen you've opened so like, the last five. They've seen you open. If you've been interactive, you looked at this, you looked at that. Like they, there's no surprise when you're calling them. They're actually might be happy you called, you know, and uh, they're giving you that consumer insight without telling you, you know, I'm interested in X, I'm interested in Y. So, that's that's how you run the whole sales system from sales and marketing. A lot of people look at them in two different components, but they should be one, you know, yeah. and, and one should feed the other and one should facilitate the other. So, you know. Are the ISAs doing both outbound and inbound calls? Yeah. Yep. So they basically take it. We call them quality assurance specialists. So I, I you know, we call them, well, we call them IPAs, internal performance advisors, but they work in the quality assurance department. So we have a customer centric ideology with the team. So like, we do outbound dialing. They have everybody has one hour a day outbound dialing in a mojo dialer. And those smart lists that are derived in the mojo dialer are from the intent tags, right? So like there's a list of high intent people. So that's who they're calling first, you know, okay. and, and that's how it kind of goes. But yeah, they do outbound inbound. We're actually increasing our outbound efforts because of, you know, the market, like lead internet lead generation is going to slow down guys. Also, I'll tell you that just with the, uh, you know, news from the fed less people that may be able to qualify like i think it's going to be a slow drip i don't think we're actually going to feel anything till well into after quarter three but you know the, the scarcity mindset and the fear of 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 that might get into some people's place will ahead in their like space of where they want to buy a home is going to affect lead generation and people actually want inquiring online right they might just think they can't even though they can um so with that being said outbound dialing needs to increase whatever you guys did in the last quarter four you got to increase it by 20 25 percent going into quarter one quarter two for sure yeah Have so to. so way more proactivity work way more outbound gotta hunt more find more because we are going to find it i've seen the numbers um both from the mortgage side let's face it the mortgage the mortgage side of things let's face it refis came to a, a screeching halt but a slower halt right? So everyone's focused, you should always be focused on the resale business. 
So yep. from a retail standpoint, if inventory is still tight and interest rates yep. start to creep, look, anytime an interest rate bumps, buyers start to lose the amount of buying power they had. They can only afford Correct. less. So that means they wanted to go to a $500,000 listing. They were willing to go five and a quarter, but now they really can't go five and a quarter. They can only go five as their max. Now they're getting pushed and compressed. So right. we need to be doing more and finding more people to work with because it's going to shrink up a little bit. Yeah. And your past clients from 24 months or anybody who was not ready to sell right now is like, listen, this is your biggest opportunity to sell your house for the most money right now. And, and the real thing about it, because everybody says like, oh, the buying power instance rates. Here's the reality of it. They're going to lose a little bit of buying power, but the average sales price is still 16%. It's up 60% nationally. So it's not going to come down to adjust to them yet, right? Uh, of course, I think it will. So that's why you need to tell them, like, yeah, sellers, you're here. Once the buying power goes down, supply and demand, you're going to economically have to meet the buyer at some point. So if you want to sell your house, it's now, period. Yep. You know, so I just did a video on that early. I'm pushing it out. Um, like Larry today, I'll probably put it on social, but it talked exactly about that. And what's going to start to happen is when you're taking these listings, you finally get them. And they want here because their neighbor got here six months ago and yep. really the market's not bearing here and you can't, who are you going to think they're going to get mad at? The realtor. Hey, you guys aren't doing yep. your job. You need to do more marketing. Why don't we have multiple offers that are over asking? Because they want here when things start to shift and it's really here, They no one wants to admit they missed the boat. So yeah, it's a window. They got to make it. It's, and, and also, Jeff, and the one thing I always say to my team and everybody else I speak to is like, hey, consumers are more educated now than ever. So you need to be able to educate them more because you have to show your value proposition as an agent. You have to be able to explain what we just spoke about in depth, detailed, and with confidence, right? So educate yourself because they think – because consumer has so much access to information in real estate. They think they know things not saying that they don't know things they have way more information than they did now than the last 10 15 years but you yep. still need to be like when the market is shifting that's where you're going to be the educational that knowledge you know that that pool of knowledge and this is your opportunity to be like i know what the hell i'm talking about this is why this is why these things these factors matter so immerse yourself in that information like go as go on youtube and go as deep as you possibly can is what i recommend people to do right i'll tell yeah. you what if you don't two things are going to happen you're either not going to get the business where you're going to get the business and get beat up because they're going to blame you and they weren't their expectations were not set right. So it's going to 100%. set you up failure and that's never a good position to be in. So and, and everybody talks about like with the market change the bottom third is going to fall out of agents the bottom third it's like this like really weird narrative I hear about. No, those are the agents that didn't want to pour themselves in and to learn more. Because if you truly educate yourself you'll 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 outstand you'll you'll withstand any market change. You'll be on top, you know, but you have to pour into yourself and figure out how do I get better? How do I get smarter for this industry? And I don't really understand the landscape, you know, like really try to. Could agree with you more, man. Hey, our time is run, buddy. Um, I really enjoy speaking with you, man. We could probably do another session down the road um, with tons of other stuff. pipeline. So uh, thank you, Eric, for being with us today. Super thrilled. Um, and thanks for sharing, yeah. man. Hey, thank you, Veto, if you're watching for the opportunity. And Jeff, thank you for having me on. And, and everybody in the background, thank you so much for putting this together. Oh, man. All right, Jennifer, take us away. We're out of here, guys. See you. You've been listening to the Relaunch Live podcast, helping you rethink 
reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Find the show on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next time.